Tonight, Loki arrives in time for Halloween. Who's in the running for Lois Lane? Disney abandons ship, hotel, and more returning geeky favorites. All that and more on this edition of Multiverse Tonight. Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. Here's your host, Thomas Townley. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 189 of Multiverse Tonight, your uh, home for geeky news. And I'll admit right here, I have not spent uh, as much time on the uh, working on this script as I have in the past because The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom came out, uh, low, you know, what, a couple of weeks ago? And I've been playing that, you know, non-stop, well, almost non-stop, incessantly. That's what you say. Now, uh, the game has been selling like gang must, gangbusters. It sold 10 million copies just the first, you know, weekend it came out. And so uh, let me share my thoughts on this on this game. First off, it's it's awesome. It's everything I, everything I wanted. Well... Except there's no like diving into the water or dive, you know, diving deep into the water. That would have been nice, but instead we got, you know, an extensive cave network. There's an underground. I mean, well, and by the way, it, if if you're worried about spoilers, the game's been out long enough that you've probably been spoiled already. Anyway, you know, I've just been enjoying it. I've already gotten two, two of the, uh, of the phenomena taken care of. I'm on my way to the third. I've been basically taking my time, you know, exploring, finding, you know, side quests to do, you know, things like that. I'm I'm not one of those persons who, especially with a Zelda game, runs right to the, you know, tries to get to the end as quickly as possible. I'm going to take my time. You know, this could be a year. Plus... The uh, the guide book, the official guide book, won't come out until for another two weeks. So, I mean, if I finish this game all at once right now, you know, the guide book would be useless. Other than for finding like Korok seeds and things like that. Oh yeah, Kor- the Koroks are back, and this time you have to you ha- you have to help them out a lot of times. There'll be a Korok with a backpack who who's, who goes, I need my friend. I want to go to my friend over there. Well, my backpack's too heavy, so you have to pick him up and carry him to his friend, you know, however however you want. And a lot of people have been crucial, you know, have been absolutely torturing the Koroks, saying I'm on fire, launching them with the with the catapults. You know all sorts of things. You can you can find all those online. But again, it, it's a great game. You know, I highly recommend you you run out and buy a copy. Even if you hadn't played Breath of the Wild, uh, this game will, you know, 
we'll, we'll do we'll do the 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 heavy lifting of telling you you know you know kind of here's what happened in the in the last game here's what we're going in this game going for in this game so uh, again highly recommended but that told uh let's go out and get some marvel news And Marvel news begins with uh, Marvel setting the Disney Plus premiere date for the second season of Loki with Tom Hilston and the Hawkeye spinoff series Echo. Now, Studio Chief Kevin Feige announced this during the Disney Upfront. The second season of Loki will debut on October 6th, and in a first for a Marvel series, all episodes of Echo will drop all at once on November 29th. So, you know, I guess... I guess you know putting it out at the end of the holiday season at the uh, during the holiday season they didn't want you to have to worry about that so uh, call it a Christmas present. The announcements uh, also confirmed that Marvel is significantly slowing the pace of its Disney Plus releases after throwing out eleven titles during 2021 and 2022. Now Marvelly, Mar- Marvel. Had initially slid five live-action shows to debut in 2023, along with Loki season two. There was Echo, uh, Secret Invasion, which is which comes out on June 21st. Black Panther: Wakanda Forever spin-off Ironheart and the WandaVision spin-off Agatha: Covenant of Chaos were all originally announced for this year. Now Ironheart and Agatha are expected to debut on the service in 2024. After matching wits with Doctor Strange, Chitwell Echafor has found a new superhero to face off with against, against as sources tell Deadline that Equifor has closed a deal to co-star opposite Tom Hardy in Sony and Marvel's Venom 3. Now, Venom is set to return as the titular character, with the franchise's longtime writer Kelly Marcel taking on directing duties. Now, Juno Temple is also on board. Now, pilot, now plot details are unknown at this time other than the Hardys returning as as Venom following the first two films grossing a combined $1.36 billion worldwide. Actress Brianna Hildebrand and Shioli Kutsuna have closed deals to return for Deadpool 3, joining Ryan Reynolds and many others in the threequel that Sean Levy will be directing and producing for Marvel Studios. Now, Hildebrand will, of course, reprise her role from the first two films as Negasonic Teenage Warhead, and with who has the ability to generate huge explosions, and Kutsana plays Negasonic Teenage Girl's friend, Warhead's girlfriend y- y- Yoko, a Japanese mutant ninja introduced in Deadpool 2. Now, Reynolds, Levy, Paul Wernick, Rhett Reese, and Seb Wells have scripted Deadpool 3. Reynolds will also be producing alongside Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige, who is being introduced to the franchise for the first time following Disney's acquisition of Fox. Now, let's go on to the DC News. Don't you just love that theme, by the way? And uh, if you want to hear more uh, talk about DC, please uh, pull... Go back in the feed one episode to the bon- the recent bonus episode, the Spinner Rack episode two, in which uh, we talk about DC Comics 
and the life and times of Rick Stacy. Now on to the news. Uh, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel star, Rachel Brosnahan, is on the short list to play Lois Lane in James Gunn's Superman Legacy, sources told The Hollywood Reporter. Now, according to these sources, Brosnahan had delivered an outstanding audition for The Daily Planet Reporter, but maybe in the older range for what Gunn is hoping to achieve for his vision of the Man of Steel, one that focuses on his, his heroics with 20-something characters. Nonetheless, the Emmy-winning actress would love the opportunity to play the iconic comic book character that has been portrayed by the likes of Amy Adams, Erica Durrance, Kate Bosworth, Elizabeth Tulock, and of course, Margot Kidder, among others. Now, other possible contenders for Lois Lane include Emmy Mackey, who uh, is in Netflix's Sex Education, and Bridgerton actress Phoebe Dynever, and Samara, we- Samara Weaving, who was who are in The Last Scream 6. However, sources also caution that some of these actresses have not gone through any sort of screen testing and have just been bandied about. So, you know, your mileage may vary. DC's The Penguin series is officially the latest project to suspend production amid the ongoing Writers Guild of America strike. Now, to, now uh, this past Tuesday, reports revealed that the WGA East Pictures protested outside the series' set in Westchester, New York, shutting down production for the remainder of the day. Now, The Penguin is the latest project to be shut down by the uh, picketing. Evil, Stranger Things, Severance, Good Trouble, Sinking, uh, Sinking Spring, and Marvel's Wonder Man have all had to freeze production in the past few weeks. Let's hope they get... To finish, they get to uh, resolving their differences. Let's go on to the Star Trek news. The Star Trek Strange New Worlds cast is boldly going into a new convention frontier. Members of Star Trek Strange New Worlds cast will participate in MCM's Comic Con's first ever holographic panel taking place in London on Friday, May 26th. The panel precedes Star Trek Strange New Worlds return to Paramount Plus with new episodes on Thursday, June 15th, kicking off the series' 10-episode second season. Rebecca Romain, Ethan Peck, Cecily Rose Gooding, and Miss Navia have, will appear as live holograms during an exclusive panel hosted by Alex Zane. The panel will provide fans with behind-the-scenes details with, of the filming of Strange New Worlds Season 2 with an exclusive clip plus more. You know, kind of sounds interesting. WizKids is making a new Star Trek board game, which will be released next year. Now, last week, WizKids revealed that Star Trek Discovery Black Alert, a new strategy board game, will be set in the Mirror Universe. The game features two teams controlling the USS Discovery and the ISS Charon, trying to complete missions by controlling crew members and moving their respective ships to parts of various parts of the ship. Now, each ship has their own in-game objective. The Discovery is trying to return to their own universe, while the ISS Charon is trying to capture the Discovery. So, it's a chase. Anyway, uh, let's go on to that sweet, sweet Star Wars news. Roger, roger. After the failure of Star Wars Destiny, Fantasy Flight Games went back to the drawing board and collaborated with Lucasfilm to create Star Wars Unlimited, a fast-paced, dynamic train card game that is both easy to learn and strategically deep. Now, this game features heroes, villains, ships, and settings from across the Star Wars galaxy. 
The first set, Spark of Rebellion, will include over 200 cards and will allow for endless strategic combinations and playstyles. Now, players take turns performing a single action each turn, such as playing a card, attacking with a unit, or activating an ability. Now, figuring out which action to use at any given time is a huge part of the game's strategy, as the opponent can potentially respond to anything you do with their own action. Each round is dynamic and impossible to predict, according to the according to the announcements. <laughs> now, here's some sad news. If you had hoped to go to the Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel at Disney World, your time is up. Disney has announced it will be closing its Star Wars-themed Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel this September, less than two years after it opened. The hotel, which costs roughly $1,200 per person per day, offered a two-day, so that's, get your get your calculators off, folks, $2,400 plus fees, uh, which uh, offered a two-day, all-inclusive, inter- interactive role-playing adventure where guests could interact with characters from the Star Wars saga, enjoy themed foods, games, and drinks. Now, in a statement, Disney said the Galactic Star Cruiser was, quote, one of our most creative projects ever, and that it had been praised by our guests and recognized for setting a new bar for innovation and immersive entertainment, unquote. Now, the company added that it would be taking what it had learned from the hotel to create future experiences that can reach more of our guests and fans. Now, Star Wars fans who visited visited the hotel generally had high praise for the concept, with the hotel averaging 4.5 stars on TripAdvisor. However, the high price tag and limited capacity were likely factors for its closure. Yeah, this this reminds me of Star Trek: The Experience in Las Vegas. You know, I I always hoped to go there someday, and then poof, gone. Yeah, so. Again, I I think they're supposed to be like booked up to the very end, and there was even bookings past uh, the end of past September when they're shutting down. So they had to contact those people and like refund. I mean, yeah, you know, it was it was a good experiment, just a lousy price tag. You know, maybe maybe they should should come up with with something that's not like twelve hundred dollars. Maybe, who knows? Maybe like a a, a shuttle. You, you get there, like you uh, check in at at midnight. You you go there. You go to sleep. You get up. You're on the ship for say four hours. Then you depart to the planet. You go around there. You get back on the ship for say another four hours, and then you leave. So you're not staying there really overnight. You're just enjoying the ship for a day. You know, maybe something like that. Anyway, uh, let's uh, close this thing out with some good old geek news. Speaking of uh, cruel things, Archer will be ending with its upcoming 14th season on FXX. The announcement comes despite the fact that FX never formally announced a season 14 renewal for the series, though series star Chris Parnell had previously stated that the new season was in production back in January. 
Now, the series aired its 13th season in, in uh, August, between August and October of last year. Season 14 of Archer will debut on FXX uh, this August 30th with two new episodes beginning at 10 Eastern Pacific and streaming the next day on Hulu. Now, the show has long been a cornerstone of FX's comedy lineup. It originally debuted on the network in 2009 before being moved to FXX in 2017. It has received 10 Emmy nominations throughout its win, throughout its run with four wins, including one for Best Animated Series in 2016. You know, and, and you know, that series is, is close to my heart. If, uh, if you were to look behind me, I have uh, Amber Nash's autograph on my wall. I mean, it's 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 a great show, you know. So you know, it will be missed. It'll, it'll, it'll go in 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 my brain with you know the Venture Brothers. Anyway, in the first appearance at uh, the Upfronts, Disney Division Lu- Disney Division Lucasfilm showed off three episodic series and announced that the Indiana Jones catalog is heading to Disney Plus. Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy said, quote, We couldn't be happier with the opportunities the medium of streaming and this platform have afforded us. Over the you know, unquote. Over the May fourth May the fourth weekend, uh, the, uh, the the Kennedy said that streaming of Star Wars content increased two hundred percent year over year. Now, before the June thirtieth theatrical release of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, Kennedy said that the Indiana Jones catalog will be coming to Disney Plus. Now, the films have been available on Paramount Plus and Prime Video, but uh, Kennedy didn't say where that streaming on Disney Plus would be exclusive to the platform, so most likely it'll probably still be on Paramount Plus since uh, Paramount made the, made the original movies. So uh, we do have some good news, though. FX's What We Do in the Shadows is heading back, is headed back to TV, the network recently announced that the vampire mockumentary will return on Thursday, July 13th. Now, at this time, most plot wraps about the upcoming season are being kept under wraps. Now, if you remember, at the very end of the season, Guillermo went to his uh, vampire friend and asked to be turned because he wasn't getting that home. So, you know, it kind of left it at a, at a you know, cliffhanger. So, you know. I'm really, really enthused to see what this season brings. In uh, legal news, a grand jury has indicted a man on charges of stealing a pair of ruby slippers worn by Judy Garland in the iconic The Wizard of Oz. Now, Terry Martin, 76, lives just 12 miles from the Judy Garland Museum in Grand Rapids, Minnesota, where where the slippers were stolen in 2005. He's scheduled to appear in court on June 1st. Now, Garland wore several pairs of slippers while making The Wizard of Oz, but only four pairs remain today. The pair of uh, in question were insured for $1 million, but have a current market value of around $3.5 million, and were on loan to the Judy Garland Museum at the time of the theft. These slippers were missing for years, even with an anonymous donor coming forward in 2015 to offer a $1 million reward. Now, seven years following the theft... The owner of the slippers, Michael Shaw, received an insurance payout in compensation for the lost shoes. In 2017, a man came forward and told the shoes insurer that he could help get the shoes back. The FBI recovered the shoes in 2018 after a nearly near 
a near year-long investigation. The recovered shoes will be back on display at the Judy Garland Museum once the legal case is resolved. The remaining three pairs of ruby slippers are currently in the hands of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, the Smithsonian, and a private collector. HBO Max will be rebranded as Max on May 23rd, tomorrow, and will be and will be of course the merger of HBO Max and Discovery Plus, which will bring the company's content under one streaming umbrella. In addition to rebranding, Max will add a number of new movies and shows in the days and weeks following the change. On May 23rd, the Dave the Switch, the platform will have a slew of new titles to celebrate the rebrand, including the anticipated new shows Clone High and Gremlins Secrets of the Mogwai, as well as streaming the streaming debut of Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Max. Sounds like, uh, you know, if Homer Simpson named, named the streaming service, Max Power. The eighth season of the beloved sci-fi series Futurama will officially be premiering on Hulu on July 24th. The first teaser for the new season has been released and promises to answer long-standing mysteries such as the contents of Nibbler's Box, the secret history of the evil robot Santa, and much more. The new season will also explore the future of vaccines, Bitcoin, cancel culture, and streaming TV. And the CW has announced that a spin-off of the Librarian series is in the works. The Librarians, the next chapter, is the spin-off of the TV series The Librarians from TNT, which followed the adventures of the custodians of a magical repository of the world's most powerful and dangerous supernatural artifacts. The new series centers on a librarian from the past who time-traveled to the present and now finds himself stuck here. When he returns to his castle, which is now a museum, he inadvertently releases magic across the continent. Yeah, so, you know, I, I never finished the Librarian series. I just, I just lost. It's it's one of those things that got lost in the shuffle of all the stuff that's out there to do, having to work, you know, travel, all that stuff. So, yeah, you know, I never, I never got to finish this, finish uh, the uh, first Librarian series. Anyway, according to a new report from the Hollywood Reporter, the third Paddington Bear movie, Paddington in Peru, has been picked up by Sony Studios for its North American release. The Paddington Peru update came during Cannes this week when Sony acquired the North American rights to the threequel, which is being produced by Heyday and Studio Canal. Now, Studio Canal will release the film in the UK, France, Germany, Benelux, uh, Australia, New Zealand, and Poland, while Sony will hold the rights to the rest of the world with the exception of Russia, China, and Japan. And uh, with that bit of news, we come to the end of the show for today. Now, please be sure to check us on social media. We're at Twitter, at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you found value in the show, thank you very much. Uh, please feel free to contribute. Check out the show notes, visit our Tee Public store, and much more over at the brand new multiversetonight.com. If you're a subscriber, uh, please be sure to share us with your friends. And if you're brand new to the show, please be sure to subscribe, leave us with some feedback, and let us know how we're doing. Now, special thanks to Shane Ivers for the intro music, Lobo Loca for the outro theme music. Thanks for watching the this edition of Multiverse Tonight. We'll be back in two weeks with more sci-fi and comic book news. And be sure to watch the feed for another edition of the Spinner Rack as well. Now please exit the universe in an orderly fashion. 
Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half Big Genre Productions. Copyright 2023. All right. Reserve. This podcast is part of the Pop Culture Podcast Network. Find, about our, find more about our other podcasts at popgoesdeculture.com.